All right. Welcome to the Kung Fu Mama Show. Okay, I'm so excited, guys. Today we have a very, very, very special guest, and he's a Harvard board, uh, a Harvard trained board certified dermatologist specializing in medical aesthetic and surgical dermatology. He's also a YouTuber and a TikToker, and you guys should really follow him. He is making these amazing videos. They're so much fun. Um, and you really should check out his TikTok, which is Dr. SPF, and his YouTube channel, which is Dr. Daniel Sugai, and his IG, which is Daniel Sugai MD. Um, I had to mention that in the beginning just because his videos are really, really interesting. So you guys should really check it out. So presenting Dr. Daniel Sugai. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Super excited. Love your videos, too. Uh, I was a martial artist myself, too, back in the day. Yay! What kind of martial arts? I did karate. I got my black belt first degree. Wow! Very good. Very good. Yeah, but you got to teach me those kicks later on, though. I didn't learn those in uh, karate <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. For sure. If, <laughs> if, if ever this um, pandemic is getting better and we can all travel again. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. But yeah, uh, let's jump into it then. Yeah, for sure. So um, when Kali was growing up, we had so many skin problems. I mean, she had like eczema, cradle cap, and she had all sorts of things going on. So um, I was thinking maybe we can just start from the basics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, what's the best way to take care of a baby's skin? You know, and when do you start to actually use any products on a baby? For sure, right? Yeah, so when you have a newborn, the number one thing is moisturization. So if you have a history of eczema, especially you or your husband or your partner has, um, you know, uh, dry skin, eczema, and your babies might have the same genetics as you, they are at risk for developing eczema down the road or even as an infant. Or toddler so when my, my children were born I started using moisturizer my favorite being just aquaphor Vaseline something gentle petroleum jelly like I know people get a little freaked out by petro petrolatum based products but petrolatum based products are safe to use especially from these reputable brands like Vaseline or aquaphor they do the uh, the hard work of doing the distillation the filtration to make them safe for baby so I like that a lot for the body after a bath or on the diaper area to prevent diaper rashes. If you have diaper rash and you're, you find that you're wiping baby's bottom and it's stinging, causing them a lot of pain, Aquaphor Vaseline is very soothing. So it's a great versatile ointment for baby. So that's number one. After um, six months of age, we typically recommend sunscreen. Before six okay. months of age, you just want to keep them out of the sun uh, with sun protective clothing keeping them in the shade as much as possible. After six months, when they start to get a little bit more mobile and getting out there, you take them into the park, you wanna start wearing sunscreen. And my favorite sunscreen ingredients for babies or toddlers would be zinc or titanium-based uh, ingredients. So those are physical blockers. Okay. So when we talk about physical sunscreens, those are mineral ingredients or inorganic in UV blockers. So titanium dioxide, zinc oxide, in the United States, those are our physical 
uh, ingredients. So I would recommend that for baby SPF 30 and above and reapplying every one to two hours. If they're going to go jump in the pool or be at the beach, you want to reapply every hour. Sunburns at a young age, especially blistering sunburns, really increase your risk of melanoma and other skin cancers. So you want to be very careful with the sun when they're when they have young, fragile, pristine baby skin, you want to preserve that as much as possible. And so I wear, I put sunscreen on my kids all year round. Um, you know, wow. vitamin D supplementation, you guys probably do that as well. But, you know, um, I, I always supplement my kids with vitamin D. And I know mm -hmm. we talk about vitamin D from the sun. Um, we do get vitamin D from the sun, it gets converted in the skin. But I still say wear your sunscreen, have a healthy diet with your kids. Get you know the dairy in if they or if you or if it's safe to do it. The, if they're not allergic to dairy, you know pump them out with the dairy products mm -hmm. and supplement with vitamin D. We did the vitamin D drops for our kids. Oh, okay, that's good to know. I didn't realize that. So if you're not getting it from the sun, then you'll need to add extra supplements for your babies. Yes. And then even after six months, you want to start using um, products. So when you have zinc or zinc titanium, is that that's not harmful to the baby, right? Sure. Yeah, right now, from what we know, it's not harmful harmful for baby. The chemical ingredients are, we don't know of any harmful effects, but we do know that in small doses, it can go into the bloodstream of an adult. So if you give right. that to a child, what will it do long-term? We don't know. Right now, we don't right. have any evidence that it does anything bad that's the chemical gradients like for the united states we have uv blockers like avobenzone oxybenzone octinoxate and other things like that so we know that in small doses as small uh, local uh, application sites it can go into the bloodstream and become systemic there are some reports of people you know worried about neurotoxicity they mm -hmm. have you know uh on social media, there are mothers who are upset that certain chemical sunscreens have caused like seizures in their baby and such. You know, those things are out there. But talking to my neurology colleagues, looking through the literature, I don't see any evidence behind that. But I don't want to say that is a total myth. You know, I, I, I'm definitely going to keep that on my radar to, you know, keeping up with the literature, seeing the safety uh, profile of the chemical sunscreens. But for now, zinc, titanium we, I, I don't see any dangers in using that for uh, a six month old and up all right so now that we know we have to use sunscreen keep those babies out of the sun and then supplement with vitamin d um what's the best way to combat say human weather and itchiness because kali had this like huge red spots on her um uh, inside her elbows and then in her neck you know those baby, beautiful baby folds. So how do we combat that? So first of all, yeah, like going back to the Vaseline or Aquaphor, you want to protect those areas for, especially the neck, if they're drooling, you're getting, you know, breast milk or formula pooling here, it can sit there and cause irritation and a rash and even trigger eczema. Sweat can do that for eczema and even young adults, like you see teenagers or young people with the rash in the folds here of the elbows or behind the knees. Just moisture there can trigger an inflammatory rash like eczema. So you want to keep them moisturized. You want to keep the bath time to less than 10 minutes. I know kids love bath time, but you don't want them in really hot scalding water. And that will just strip away the oils on their skin and make them more prone to inflammation in those areas. So I always say definitely keep the bath time shorter. Don't use really hot water. You can use warm water and try to stay away from really scented um, 
soaps and shampoos.、Mm-hmm. I like Johnson Johnson. I know in the United States we have like Johnson Johnson. I I used Aquaphor or Eucerin Baby.、Uh, that was just a non-fragrance, <laughs> gentle、uh, wash for the bath for bath time. So. You want to stick with those, and then when they get out of the bath, you pat dry. You don't want to scrub、uh, their、yeah. body down and dry them out. You want to keep a little of that moisture they picked up from the bath, and then cover them, whether with a lotion. If it's summertime, I don't like to give. They might not want a heavy moisturizer on when it's like humid and hot in the summertime、mm-hmm. before going to bed. So、uh, you could do a lotion in the summer. Winter time, when it's colder, you want to trap in more moisture because it's really dry and dehumidified with the heaters on in the house. I use an ointment like Vaseline Aquaphor.、Uh, you could do a thick cream like Cetaphil, Cerave. They make thicker creams; those are fine、uh, if you want something in between、mm-hmm. a lotion and an ointment. So the ones in the tub, Cetaphil, right, Cerave, right. those are good ones to do after a bath. Okay, so even if it's because、um, I know it feels like. The skin feels super moist when it's red、mm. there, but you actually want to keep it moist. You still、exactly. want to put the lotion there. Yeah, you actually want if you're having、um, moisture trap there that's causing inflammation. You want to maybe wipe away, like pat dry, and then put a layer of a thicker Vaseline or ointment、um, or Aquaphor over it to protect that. If you are seeing a dermatologist for with a topical steroid, and I don't want to recommend topical steroids. Uh, on social media, because I don't want people using like cortisones.、Uh, because if you use too much of it, it can thin the skin. So always、right. work with your dermatologist if the moisturizers aren't calming the inflammation, because you might need to do a little bit of steroid and then your ointment over it to seal that in.、Um, mm-hmm. But if you're not seeing a dermatologist, don't play with the cortisones,、um, the steroids,、uh, unless you're being directed by a dermatologist. But you could put a layer of Vaseline over it just to protect. It. It's like an, an extra layer of skin. It's soothing、right. for baby, and it'll protect it from breaking down with more liquids or drool falling down and sitting there. What are your thoughts about using like baby powder?、Uh, yeah, <laughs> baby powder. Yeah, I mean baby powder. I know back in the day, I even remember the smell of baby powder.、Uh, we don't recommend it as much now. I don't even like powders in general for even adults putting it in the folds because once liquid or sweat hits it, it turns into a nasty paste, right? So it just sits there. It's gross. You got to wipe it out. Just cleaning the area would traumatize the skin further. So actually, I don't like powders that much. And now, you know, the、wow. baby powders I grew up with. Now they found out they have like talc that we've been inhaling and such. So they have these lawsuits behind those baby powders. So I don't recommend those、uh, to my patients. It's always just more like thick barrier creams. Like I like zinc oxide. In my barrier creams for the diaper area, I love Desitin. I don't know if you guys have Desitin where you are, but Desitin's great. It has different formulations. I like the thickest one; it's the purple、uh, Desitin, and that is just packed、okay. with zinc oxide, real thick ointment. You put it on like cream cheese to protect the the bottom. If they're having a lot of like, if if they have like loose stools, if baby's like sick and having diarrhea, you want to like put a lot of that to protect the bottom, so it doesn't the you know like the loose stool doesn't sit there and irritate the skin. Okay, can you spell that out real quick, Desitin? Yeah, D E S I T I N. Okay, so we're gonna look into that because we <laughs> right now are doing、uh, definitely doing powder.、Uh, she loves the powder, and she'll <laughs> put it on her hands, put it everywhere. <laughs> so, so if we were to get rid of the powder, I think she might be a little sad. But maybe、oh, we can、really? transition、yeah. her. 
Yeah, I remember that was reminding my childhood with my little sisters and myself. I just remember the smell of the baby powder. But yeah, it's been so long. I haven't used that at all with my both of my kids. No, oh, that's good to know. Okay, so I think this might be um, you've maybe answered a lot of this question already. Mm-hmm. So the best way to combat eczema and say cradle cap is all using these um, Vaseline and Aquaphor. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much keeping it simple. For cradle cap, that's due to a yeast called malassezia. And Mm -hmm. that, you know, we pick up as babies and it stays with us as adults. So I don't know if Sarah, if you have any dry, itchy scalp at times or even dandruff, majority of the population will suffer from some form of dandruff where you get these flakes on your dark clothes. Um, You know, I, I have dandruff, especially this time of the year in Seattle where it's cold my scalp will get dry, flaky, itchy, and that's the yeast that we pick up as babies, and that causes cradle cap in babies. So Mm -hmm. that one, you want to keep the scalp moisturized. You can use mineral oil, uh, you know, that stuff you could put on the scalp to help soften the flakes. You could do a gentle baby shampoo, let it sit there to soften the flakes and gently rinse the scalp and then put some uh, oil on it, like mineral oil. I don't advise olive oil because olive oil helps drive the growth of this yeast malassezia, and that could make it worse. So I'd say mineral oil is better than than olive oil. Okay, and usually it's generally, it's only oils for the scalp, is that? Yeah, I don't put it on the body, yeah. I just like the moisturizers for the, the body. Okay, but and no like lotions or anything for the scalp though. I mean, you could you could put it on the scalp if you know if they don't have much hair and you can get it on the scalp. Like my kids didn't have hair, they I think I probably moisturized it with the lotion every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> but if they generally have a head full of hair, then it will get caught. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this is something. Another thing I've been struggling with a lot is that uh, we live in a very um, wooded sort of area, uh, kind of in a there's a lot of nature around. We get bug bites all the time. And we've got this itchy baby. I don't know what is the best anti-itch product for baby. Oh, that's, yeah, that is tough. I mean, if you, again, I like not staying, I like, I not, I don't like talking about topical steroids online and such, because if you misuse it, you could do some damage. But, you know, if you were working with your dermatologist or if you wanted to just spot treat with over-the-counter cortisone i don't know where if you live they have over-the-counter cortisone creams but you know if you wanted to use a very low potency topical steroid to just dab it on for a couple of days and that's it for the bug bite that would help with the inflammation but Mm -hmm. otherwise just moisturizing and not trying to you know you could cover it with a band-aid if they're scratching at it um you can keep it moisturized for sure um so those are the strategies for uh, your baby, just you know, with the with the bug bites. But generally, for there's no type of like anti-itch cream, like actually that will stop them from itching, scratching it. Yeah, it's, I mean, besides yeah. using a topical steroid, you could consider like you know, cool packs. You could consider uh, a mentholated lotion. There's lotions with menthol in it, like Sarna S A R N A is a mentholated lotion that you could put on to help trick Mm -hmm. the nerves with that cooling effect so you don't get itchy anymore and that is pretty benign where you don't have to worry about thinning out baby skin with a steroid right i see i generally i generally like totally agree with you on that (laughs) um because sometimes i think when it's really bad we'll still use a steroid 
and then I try I try not to do it too much, but it's just it's so much more effective, I feel like. And then yeah. they'll be scratching themselves a lot, you know, in a lot less time, you know, right. like exactly, it'll probably yeah. be over in like two or three days. And in the real world, yes. And for my kids, I have topical steroids at home that I will treat, but I will use it appropriately. And I know there are patients who come to me and they've been using a steroid every day for many months on their kids. And I'm just like, why do not do that? Did you know that it can thin the skin permanently? And they don't know right. that, of course. So, um, you yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a great medicine. You just got to be able to use it appropriately. And they start using it on the face, which is not good. You don't want thin the skin on the face, of course. Right. Okay. I see. So, yes. Yeah, so everybody... Make sure you consult your dermatologist if you're using yes. any type of steroid cream. Exactly. Okay. This is not medical advice. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Got it. We're just chatting. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> We're just chatting to all the uh, moms that feel like me when our baby's got all sorts of weird stuff on her skin. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, kids can make the weirdest rashes even with just a basic cold they mm -hmm. can make some crazy rashes and stuff so yeah maybe you could tell me a little bit about like what um like what are the common things that parents come to you and ask about their baby skin yeah so eczema being one uh the diaper rashes being another for sure uh irritant contact dermatitis from just teething and getting that rash around the mouth and that's a nice oh. strategy is aquaphor vaseline just putting it around the mouth so that uh, saliva doesn't drip and stay there uh, and you know again you might have to talk to a dermatologist to help with the inflammation but moisturizing around and putting a barrier cream around the mouth will be good for those who are teething so I see a lot of that um, I'll look at moles I'll look at hemangiomas which are these vascular growths on the body sometimes on the face uh, it's more in Caucasian uh, patients and less in uh, our, the Asian population but yeah, maybe those. And then, you know, as you get a little older, kids with molluscum contagiosum, which is a viral oh, lesion. It's like a wart, but it's a pox virus that causes these bumps all over the body. It's contagious amongst kids. So oh. I treat those as well. It's very contagious. So just touching an infected person, it can transfer between siblings cousins you're at a birthday party it could spread like wildfire so i treat that a lot and then the basic wart which is from a different virus hpv human papillomavirus is there only um that one that you said that is contagious um is that is that only for kids it's only contagious among kids um, um, mostly in kids but i do occasionally see it in adults which is rare but i do see it and it's kind of funny to see it like well maybe this i wonder if we all just get a uh, just immunity you know we get exposed to it and that's why we don't see it as adults but those adults who get it like i'm just thinking why didn't you get it you know sensitized or you know immunized to that virus it's, it's it's not common but i do see it in some strange places like the genitals the face you know mm -hmm. i found it in the ear a few times so uh yeah it's it's mostly kids but i do see in adults i see um so for so for cleaning wise uh I heard that you only should use um, water to clean the baby, like right when they're newborn. Yeah, right. You actually don't do need like bath time really when they're first born, right? Uh, just water to wipe down. Like usually use like, like a washcloth for like the folds, you know, especially if 
um, breast milk or formulas pooling here, you you know, with the bib, if it's not catching at all, you want to just wipe down baby once in a while. But bath time, yeah, it doesn't have to happen right in the beginning. Uh, and when I started bath time, it's you just do water, the hands, you want to use a washcloth, uh, a gentle washcloth that's not abrasive, you know, that's fine. Um, and as they get a little older, um, you can definitely introduce like the baby shampoos, the baby soaps. Um, at any time, you know, just, just, just be gentle with the soaps and using your hands and not like a scrubber, not a loofah, you know, just mm -hmm. soft. So there's no like designated or would you say there's a recommended time to use bath products or? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I kind of just leave it up to the parent just when to introduce it. I see. I see. Okay. Um, because I know that baby skin have a lot of, uh, you know, natural oils. Is that correct? Or natural. Yeah. So like if you use the products, maybe it's getting rid of their, their natural oils on the skin. Yeah. Especially if using like the harsher, um, soaps or shampoos. Yeah. Definitely strip it of all those natural oils that baby has. I see. Okay. Awesome. So I am, I've learned so much just, just so I can, just so I know what to do with my, with my toddler now. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also Good, you happy. mentioned, you mentioned, um, you mentioned moles. Sorry. I'm just like thinking, Oh my God, you mentioned moles. Um, is it weird for babies? Like, I think she had a mole. She got one maybe when she was already about one years old. She had a mole already. Is that weird? Is it weird nope, to have you one? You can acquire moles. You can be born with moles, and those are called congenital nevi, or you can pick them up. Usually we pick up moles throughout our lifetime until about age 40, 45, and then we stop making them. So it's totally fine to get a new mole. If you have a mole as a child, you definitely want to, watch it to make sure it's not growing you know not proportionally to baby so baby the moles will grow with baby and if it's growing too fast faster than the growth of your child then definitely want to get checked out you know melanomas in kids it's rare but it's possible to get a melanoma it's the, fa the fatal skin cancer uh in adults you know we have the abcdes of melanoma it's usually a you know darker or multicolored uh brown spot you know, mm -hmm. we talk about black spots, they're asymmetric, the borders are all jagged and such. But for kids, red melanomas show up. So you think about red, bleeding right, spots, right. those are the ones we're looking for for kids, more so than like the black spot like we see in adults. I see. Um, but in adults, if you have a red spot, that's okay, right? Well, it depends. Yeah, I know with uh, with Caucasian skin, fair skin, the red spots could be a basal cell skin cancer, a basal cell carcinoma, and they can just be a red spot. Asian skin, red spot could hopefully just be a cherry angioma or red vascular spot that we all make, you know, those mm -hmm. little red dots, especially during pregnancy. A lot of the moms will make those. I always say moms make the biggest sacrifice out of everyone in the whole family structure. I mean... Hats off to you, uh, moms <laughs> yeah. out there for sure. But, you know, things happen during pregnancy and, you know, cherry angiomas is one of them. It's little red dots that you get on your body. So Asians, we make those and, you know, Caucasians too. But if you see a red spot, hopefully it's one of those. But if it's bleeding on its own, not healing uh, in three to four weeks and acting like a, it started off as a pimple but didn't go away, definitely see your dermatologist to get that checked out. 
Because, okay. uh, you know, adults can make red melanomas too. It's called an amelanotic melanoma, which is scary. Okay. All right. Amelanotic melanoma. <laughs> okay. Okay, so thank you so much for this talk about um, baby skincare. Um, yeah. And we hope to have you on the show again as soon as possible. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No, okay. All right. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye. Take care.